greedy heart too. I call it my greedy bone. And anytime that greedy bone flares up, it looks like this, where I will think, well, am I gonna have enough? Well, does God really say that I should do this? Let me look at the Bible. Is this a requirement? What does he technically want, the gross or the net? Well, if I give this much, am I being irresponsible, not taking care of my family's bills? Well, what if they're scamming me? These are the things that I have thought over the last 15 years in my giving journey. And I can tell you today, Welcome back to the Rochelle Suzanne podcast show. Today, I am just showing up. Do you ever start something and then a little bit into it, you realize, what was I thinking? This is really hard. I don't feel like doing this. It doesn't matter anyway. And am I doing the right thing? That is the struggle I'm having with my podcast right now. So I'm just being real. It is really heavy. But I have spent time this morning writing down things to talk about with you. And there are way too many things to discuss. But I'm getting stuck in the paralysis of analysis of deciding what to talk about, when to talk about it, if it's relevant to you, if it's appropriate with the timing of the world events. And it really just makes me want to do the whole fight or flight, I think, reaction, where I just want to shut down and say, I'm not going to do anything because... I don't know what to do, but I know that that is the wrong response. So I'm showing up again today. I hope you'll stick around. I do have a lot of really good things to share. And specifically, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, well, I'm going to tell you a lot about who I am and my childhood story today. And then I'm also going to talk about some current events and things that are happening in my life. So stick around. Just know that I am pushing through and showing up anyway, because I know that not only is this helping me answer the call that I feel that God's put in my life to speak and use my voice to tell my story, to tell his story, and to reach inside the hearts of men and women everywhere, but I feel like there's power in one, and I'm just one person doing one thing. And it's easy to feel insignificant and like it doesn't make a difference when there are billions of people doing things and showing up for their individual lives. But it does matter that we just do the one thing that God's told us to do right now in the one moment. And so right now, it is Saturday morning. I am back in my studio, which is sitting on the floor in my closet with my Bible, my notes, my phone, and I'm ready to share some stories with you. So stay tuned. This week, I saw a post by Brene Brown where she also was having this tension that I've seen multiple people post about where they're struggling to talk about their life or the things that are good or bad in their life amidst the backdrop of the war with Ukraine and Russia. And I really loved the quote that she posted. It's by Karen Walrund, and it says, I will never apologize for embracing joy and beauty, even when the world is falling apart, because joy and beauty are my fuel for activism. And today, what I want to tell you is a little bit of a variation of that. I don't want to apologize for telling my stories, even when the world is falling apart, because my testimonies 
are my fuel for helping others. And the way I want to help others is I want to not only help them person to person, but my ultimate goal is to show the redeeming love that Christ has given me and the way God moves in my daily life and the way God has used my story to help other people. I want to continue to reach more people through the platforms and the media that we have. That is one thing I wanted to share. And on that note, just some updates from this week. So if you've been following my Instagram or my Facebook accounts, and if you've been following this podcast, you should know a little bit about me in terms of I love to give and not just give my time and my energy, but I really want to advocate for people to let go of their money and give generously to people in financial ways. And so what we've done in the last we meaning my family, my ministry is called Socks, Servant of Christ Kingdom Serving. But what we've done is we have bought land for an orphanage in Uganda. And I am so excited to share that they got the land. They sent me a document of showing me when the tribal leader, you know, signed it and stamped it and it's their land. And because of the exchange rate, I had sent 200 extra dollars more than what they'd asked for and just wanting to make sure there's no more fees and no more problems and no more last minute. Well, here in America, if you buy a, a piece of property, you show up with like your $50,000 and they're like, oh yeah, it's another you know $15,000 for this fee and that fee and this title and this paperwork and filing this and filing. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want to send all this money across the world. And he goes to buy this land on this deadline and he's short. So I sent extra money. Well, he just sent me pictures yesterday he bought all of the children new shoes with that extra money and it it just it's so touching and if you want me to share those pictures on my facebook page or my instagram account or my blog just send me a, a message and let me know that you want to see it but it literally just touches my heart and i sat there and i showed my children look at this like all these kids are holding up their new shoes and they look like crocs i think they're called they're like you know plasticky shoes without they're not your your typical adidas nike or a6 tennis shoes to protect your feet my son who's almost 14 said oh that's that's so great that they got shoes because they're going to be needing the shoes to protect their feet when they're growing these crops in the land and i said well look they don't have their toes covered they're like sandals and we all just kind of had a moment where we tried to rationalize that it was okay and um, because I had said, I wish he had the money to buy tools and the seed that he's gonna need. And he chose to buy shoes. And while that was great, I was starting to judge in my American thinking, right? What he should do with the money. And that's why we were discussing that their immediate need was shoes. So they could walk on the land and not get hurt and till the land and be safe. And anyway, I just, I just share that because I want you, my listeners, to know that if you are partnering with me, if you are spending your time listening to my stories, if you're spending your time being blessed and benefiting from this podcast, I really encourage you that you start to pray about and seek wisdom on giving generously. And I invite you to partner with our ministry because we literally are sending money across the world in our local community, in our worldly communities and we are changing lives the smile on these kids faces was precious and priceless and i know that i'm sowing good seed into good ground for the kingdom of heaven 
The other thing I got a message this week from um, the other, it's called Shepherd's Hands Charities in Uganda. And they also, I think it's in Uganda. I might be mistaken on where it's at, but it is over in Africa. And um, they also have been receiving our income that we've been sending them to pay for Isaac's medical bills. And Isaac was burned, if you aren't familiar with my story, he's eight years old and he was burned playing with paraffin and fire and was burned significantly. And I reached out to them when I saw his picture and wanted to help. And so we have finished paying that medical bill. And honestly, the whole bill for them was like 3.1 million Ugandan dollars. And for us, it was around $800. So it was not a lot to ask for. I was sad that I asked repeatedly for people that are following my stories, following my pages, following my platform, even though it's small, to give and to partner with me in giving this money for these children that need the land to buy food and for this other family who almost lost their son. And was very sad that people are looking at the stories, but not one person has clicked the link and donated not even a penny, a dollar, nothing. And it's just really sad. And it shows me the state of suspicion that we are living in. And it also shows me the state of laziness and a lack of understanding of kingdom giving and our call to help our brothers and sisters. And that we really, I think it's in Galatians 6, where we're to share with people in the family of God. And it even says, so that we all have the same amount pretty much. And that's a tall order to ask. I'm not even asking what God's asking as far as that goes. I'm just asking for you to share something. And it's not because I need you to donate that money. Our family gave that money out of our pockets, regardless of whether people donated or not, because it was the right thing to do. It was the thing in front of us that God is stretching and growing us to do. But it's sad to me because you're not getting the benefit of seeing the kingdom reaping principles, the harvest principles, the sowing and reaping. And today I have all of these notes, like I said in the intro, that I want to talk about. And this was not on there. The prosperity gospel was not on there. Generous giving was not on there. So maybe this is where the Lord wants me to go for a minute because you're listening to this and you have a greedy heart. And that's not to be condemning. I have a greedy heart too. I call it my greedy bone. And anytime that that greedy bone flares up, it looks like this, where I will think, well, am I going to have enough? Well, does God really say that I should do this? Let me look at the Bible. Is this a requirement? What does he technically want, the gross or the net? Well, if I give this much, am I being irresponsible, not taking care of my family's bills? Well, what if they're scamming me? Like, what if they're literally telling me something and it's not true? I don't have time to research it and figure out what's true and what's false. These are the things that I have thought over the last 15 years in my giving journey. And I can tell you today, you cannot outgive God. You cannot go wrong by giving. Because when you're giving from a heart of generosity, when you're giving from a heart of obedience to what God is putting in front of you and calling you to do, he will bless it. The other thing that really is, is a struggle for me is the people that are Christians around me that say that they will pray about giving. And that is why we specifically named our ministry Servants of Christ's Kingdom Serving. Because it was my way of reminding myself and my family and the people in our ministry we are serving people. We are the hands and feet serving people. We're not just praying for people. 
You guys, if you pray for somebody, how are they going to physically get the physical needs met through your prayers? Like, just think that through for a minute. I mean, what is God going to do to physically meet the needs for healing, for finances, for provision, for food, for companionship, for friendship? If you're praying for somebody to get those physical needs met and emotional needs met, if you don't think that you're responsible to physically show up and do something, then the only way I can come up with that God would meet those needs is to change the heart of the person that has the needs that they don't want those needs anymore. But that's really not what any of us would think would need to happen. We all know the person needs real food to eat and a real shelter to live in. And that we all need to work together to help each other with our physical needs, not just pray for everybody. So the culture of I will pray for you has got to stop. First of all, there is power in prayer, and I'm not trying to discount or negate the power of prayer. I believe God has appointed different people in the body of Christ as different parts of the body to do different jobs and tasks. And the calling that I am feeling strongly on my life at this time in my life is that perhaps God wants me to use my voice and my abrasiveness with people and my ability to speak the truth to people to help the church be more generous and be more giving and more thoughtful. And when you start to look around you and you start to notice the needs of people around you, ask yourself, who is meeting that need? And why can you not meet that need? You know, this week I was driving to the doctor with my son and it's a 45 minute one-way trip every month that we take. And so I tried to be more thoughtful this week and I grabbed a quick CD for us to listen to something that was beneficial so that he wouldn't just be sitting on the phone and we would just be sitting there with dead space. And I picked up a Jeannie Robertson CD and we listened to it. And the CD was so awesome because it's really funny and it's something that, that we already knew was funny, but it hit me a new way today or this week when I listened to it because she was talking about how she made it an intentional part of her calendar daily to find something humorous. And that's how she built her career as a comedian. And she said that once she realized that that was on her agenda every day, it was easy to find the humor in everyday situations. And I literally thought that's exactly why I see these needs so clearly when people around me don't. Because in 2007, I made a conscious decision that I wanted to work for God. And we made a conscious decision as a family to open up a specific benevolence account and put a specific percentage of money in that account with all income, all rebates, reimbursements, anything that I sold, anything that I earned, all of that we took into that account a percentage. And we dedicated that to God. And it did not take long before my one or two people that I thought I could help turned into 10 people. I had a running list on our refrigerator of people that were in a, in a queue, so to speak, for our family to help. And today... That list has grown and that ability to give and that muscle to give has grown where I can literally say, here's the need to buy land for this family or I'm sorry, for this, this orphanage, which they are a family now, this man and these 13 children. And because nobody gives to that, we literally gave money out of our personal accounts 
that went far beyond what our benevolence account is holding at this current moment. We still dedicate money every month to our benevolence account, but we have busted that open and we are now giving out of our personal account for the last few years as well when we see the needs come in. And I don't have those typical Christian boundaries where I'm like, well, technically you're asking for this and I don't have the money in the account. And it's scary because I'm operating in faith with every transaction that happens. But let me tell you this, man, I was not going to go here, but this is apparently what we need to share today. <laughs> and, and I share not knowing who's going to listen to this. And I know that I'm making myself opened up to the world and that's scary too, but I'm trusting the Lord to take this message to who needs to hear it. So we just had massive damage to our house and our car from the hailstorm a few weeks ago in Texas. And we just last week met with the appraiser and our general contractors. And we were there for hours while they looked at everything and they kind of negotiated back and forth that they were or were not going to cover certain items on our property. And when the agent left, it kind of seemed to me, the appraiser, it, is that what they're called? I think it's an appraiser. When he left, it, it seemed to me like he was trying to pinch pennies. So imagine my surprise yesterday when I find out that he came back and gave us the presentation of what our house insurance is going to cover for these repairs for our property. The check that was in the folder was at least four times what I had expected it to be. And there's still dollars sitting back in reserve for repairs once we get them done. And I just couldn't understand it. I was like, why are they giving us this much money? And I was told that basically it was a favor situation. It, 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 they, I wasn't told that, but I'm just going to tell you the analysis that we came up with was it was a favor of God situation. And this adjuster specifically said, I gave you this, plus I gave you the 10% inflation benefit plus I gave you the 10% appreciation benefit, plus I rounded up and gave you extra for this. I mean, like he literally left our property one day and was acting like he was going to just penny pinch everything and we had to argue for this or that, or I'll, I'll paint it, but I won't fix it, or you know, just different things that we were dealing with. And then we get the report back and it's like four times what I expected. And I just we had discussed this, that this felt to us like it's another situation where when we give, God finds ways to get money back into our hands. He has done this for us since we started giving in 2007, and we have seen it supernaturally. And I, I'm just thinking about a story that I wrote in the article for 40 Dan the Lions. I wrote the story, I believe, one of the very first articles I wrote about the first time we gave $75 and I needed the money to pay for our bills. And we gave that $75 to fill up a tank of gas for a man passing through town who had showed up at our church and was asking for people to help him fill up his van. And we stepped forward and gave that $75 because just that morning, my husband and I were talking about does God really expect us to stick to our word that that money, once it got in the benevolence account, was only for helping other people? 
when we can't pay our rent due in a few weeks, we were living debt-free, but we were living month to month at the time. And this was around 2007 or 2008. That very morning, on Sunday morning, this man, this total stranger, drives through town, stops at the church we were going to, and after church was asking people to help him fill up his gas. Or maybe he just walked up to us directly. I don't remember if he just walked up to us or if he was asking people when we stepped forward. But I wouldn't be surprised if he just walked up to us because that's what God did to, to tutor us in this is he would have people literally pick me out of the crowd, walk straight up to me and ask me for help. And it was amazing because I was like, okay, like the spotlight is on me. Yes, I'll help you in faith. And I kept helping and God kept replenishing our finances. And we knew that it was related. But this man, we filled up his tank of gas at $75. It's all we had. The, the pump shut off. That's all we could give him. And we went home. And within minutes, this lady from our church shows up with her kids, leaves the car running and came inside. And she said, that her and her husband felt like the Lord had told her that they needed to give this money to us and she couldn't stay. And she opens my hand and she puts money in it and she shuts my hand and she walks out the door. And when I opened my hand, it was $75 cash. God had supernaturally taken the money from our benevolence account and put it in our physical hands to spend for our bills without us having to break our commitment to him that when we put that money in our benevolence account, that it would be for his purposes and for his children. And that changed us. And I'm hoping that these stories are changing you. I want to keep my podcast short so that you will come back and listen and not feel completely drained. I'm going to go ahead and shut this one down. I didn't even touch on anything that I had planned on talking about today. But this probably is what needed to be to be said. So I thank you for listening today. I will probably record the story about my childhood for another time. And I'm going to go ahead and publish this and not spend five hours editing it like I typically will do to get all the ums and the spaces out. I can't do that today, y'all. I just showed up and this is what came about. I hope it's blessed you. I hope it's challenged you. I hope it's grown you. And I want to encourage you to follow me on Instagram or Facebook or both and keep up with my stories, keep up with my posts. I know that it's random right now because I'm just trying to show up in the space that I can. And my life is a little bit crazy. So we have a couple things to, I wanted to share with you about my life. So I'm going to uh, start a new recording uh, in just a minute and, and give you that update. But if you need to go, you've listened to the meat of the whole thing. So have a wonderful day. And today I encourage you to look at the needs around you and start making a list of who you can bless. Praying and with finances. To close, I am just going to run through my list real quick just to give you an update because I think I'm going to use my podcast right now as a way of journaling kind of my life as it's happening in real time. I'm not totally comfortable with this, but I'm going to try this on. I started last week doing this and I'm going to uh, try it for a few weeks and we'll see what happens. But if you do want to stay engaged in our family stuff and I stop talking about this, send me a note and let me know that you're enjoying it. Because it kind of is the reason why we all look at Instagram and Facebook anyway. Sometimes we want to look in this, the lives of other people and we want to observe what's happening. And in observing their lives, it somehow helps us 
with ours. And so this is just another way to do that. But I do want to tell you that I cannot participate currently in the rat race of keeping up with Instagram, Facebook, podcast every week. That's a lot. And the reason is because right now, uh, our family is going through quite a bit of, of things. And I started this podcast as a way to use my voice, sharpen my skills, uh, open myself up to talking to, to people about our story and my testimonies, getting braver and bolder and doing that and getting these things documented so that they are at least documented. But it's, it's a lot to keep up with. Right now, I'm in the middle of my son, who's going to turn 14 this month, uh, figuring out his kidney health situation. He's been on dialysis, if you're not familiar with it, since 2017. He was diagnosed with a kidney disease, no cause, no cure, in 2014, and it has been a hard journey. So right now, I am approved as his donor. I was approved. He was supposed to get a transplant. That has been postponed. I'm going to get a second opinion at the end of the month in a different state. I'm taking him on a trip to do that. And if you can just be praying for my peace and his peace and favor in that situation and clear direction, we would be so grateful. And I definitely need that support. So we don't know if this new doctor is going to agree that my son should not have the authority at 14 years old to basically let himself die by rejecting transplant. Or if he's going to let me, as the parent, make this decision and help him through it. Because I know that you can see why I didn't want to show up today. These feelings are really raw. Next topic. If you saw my stories on Instagram and Facebook, I was really posting about the chemtrails a lot this week. If you've got questions about that, let me know. Again, I'm shooting a bunch of stuff out there. You know, I was kind of behind the scenes for years and have all these things that I can do and know and want to share. And I'm just spraying it out there, kind of like vomiting on people. So I need you to give me feedback and let me know what you're interested in. And then I will try to narrow down and focus that on my blog and kind of pull the information together to help you in your journey. But anyway, if you haven't seen that, they're basically spraying our skies and we've got to wake up as a country and as a world and and start to quit saying this is a conspiracy. It is not a conspiracy. They are spraying the skies. I can tell you for a fact, it's not just what we see visually, but there's research, there's people talking about it. There's people that have been in the military that have come out and talked about it. There are patents. There are plenty of things to show you to prove that this is not a conspiracy. And right now, I'm just trying to bring awareness by posting these pictures, making you look up in the skies and realize that there are serious problems and serious consequences with the weather changes because of this uh, cloud seeding, this weatherization, climate control, and we need to wake up. So be checking into that. Um, as far as the war in Ukraine, I'm just going through my checklist of the things that have happened this week across my across my desk. People are also fighting again, just like we do with the masks and COVID. People are fighting, you know, online about whether this is real or propaganda. Again, my position on that is it is definitely really happening, just like the school shootings did, just like the virus did. There's real warfare happening, but that doesn't mean that it's not 
propaganda and agenda driven. So it's, it's not either or, it's and and both. So be aware that the news is lying to you, constantly lying to you. But that doesn't mean that people are not really hurting and suffering. That's really happening. But there are powers and agendas and things happening that are promoting lies within the truth. Isn't that how the devil works, right? Um, the other thing is to be aware that the fourth booster is coming quickly to us. So in case you are not staying up with the COVID stuff, which I have not been either, but I do tend, one of the gifts I think I have from the Lord is the ability to see patterns and to see what's coming up next. And I've been seeing for the last few weeks, a pattern in the concern that the fourth booster is coming. The people in China, there's 51 million people last week that were locked down, apparently to force them to take the fourth booster. I saw on the news last night that the booster is starting to be talked about again. So I just want you to be aware, there's a new variant called the VA2. They just said on the news, it's a more infectious, more, I'm sorry. They just said on the news, it is a more infectious Omicron sub-variant making up nearly one quarter of all cases across the country. Therefore, you need to get that first booster. The health officials say it is more critical than ever to get that first booster. Now, I looked up today on the CDC website to see how many one quarter of the current cases would be. And I can tell you the CDC website numbers today, 1,212, I think, people were admitted to the hospital today for COVID. So, I mean, if you look at 300 million people in our country, 1,212 people were admitted to the hospital with COVID today. One quarter of that would be what? Maybe 300 something people. So again, one life matters. There is power in one person and I'm not discounting the, the lives of each and every person that gets sick, but to be pushing this vaccine agenda to say that one quarter of the cases of this new more infectious variant, just, it's just the way they word it. I mean, they're just really trying to push, 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 fear, 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 fear. Just be discerning, be discerning. Um, okay, so there's just the typical stuff going on with um, gas prices and spring break and there's a whole nother story to share about spring break. <laughs> My podcast is not necessarily one that I think um, I could promote as one that lifts you up every time. I am trying to get in there and like a surgeon, you know, I'm just trying to get in there and dig and get the stuff out that's not good and it's not always pleasant, but in the end, hopefully it is beneficial and healing. So um, when you show up to my podcast, I hope that you know that that's what you're going to get. You're going to get real talk from me. Um, hopefully it's going to be kingdom minded focus and the Lord's going to be with me as I do these episodes. And the thing that you are thinking about praying about seeing in your world is going to connect and you're going to feel empowered and confident that you are taking the right kingdom steps in your life and the lives of those around you. Because honestly, this world is passing away. This world is breaking apart 
and all we can do really is surrender our lives to Christ and to walk in his ways and to obey him. And to love him is to obey him. And he tells us how to treat the people around us. So that's what we're doing. Okay, well, I'm going to let you guys go for the week. Please reach out. Let me know you're listening. Please go to my blog, rochellesuzanne.com slash podcast. Enter your name and you will receive a first chapter of my book. And I appreciate that you're listening so much. But I would absolutely love to hear feedback from you and let me know if you like this free form that I did today or if you prefer the previous ways I've done my podcast with more of structure, more research, and more intentionality. So I have podcast guests that are waiting to be on my show, but I am kind of stalling on that right now because I am not at a place where I feel like I can do that this month. Like I said, we've got birthday coming up. We've got a big trip for transplant potential stuff coming up. We have uh, my divorce getting finalized. Um, and we have a ton of stuff happening with my daughters that are ones in college and ones about to go to college this year and it's spring and the weather's changing and the world's falling apart. And there's just a lot happening in my personal life with, with things that I need to do. So right now I have those podcast guests on hold while I figure out some of these other things, but I do have some really good guests that have agreed to do my show and I'm super, super honored and excited to share this with you when I get my act together in the next couple weeks, hopefully. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for joining my show today. I know we have been all over the place talking about multiple topics, but I'm so glad you joined me and I hope you will come back next week for next week's episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you please go to my blog, rochellesuzanne.com slash podcast. I will put that link in the show notes. And would you please just give me your first name and your email? I would just love to know you're listening. And if you have any feedback for me, I would love to hear that as well. Have a wonderful week. God bless and be the light to the people around you. Take care. Thank you.